Tom Bernard show with LA Nick, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Cassie Schrader, and we'll be right back. Kick off hour one, Tom Bernard show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I love ACD. Gotta be the greatest rock band of all yes. time. It love. just has to be. It's my number one band. It's a love. shame they're, it's kind of over, though. I know. Yeah, it is over now. For that, no lead ACDC's over. Yeah, everything ends, though. Why doesn't Axl Rose end? When's he coming to an end? I'll tell you, though, I saw Axel this year. He was pretty good. He's right? a horrible singer. He wasn't this year. Though. He was Herman. <laughs> this, week, this week, though, if you like Appetite for Destruction, he, he did every song. Perfect. Well, that's good. Good. Um, well, that's good to hear. because And he did do ACDC band. really good, too, when he played for them. When he got the facelift and the cornrows, it was oh, enough for okay. me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah oh, that wasn't okay. a good look. He's not looking good right now. <laughs> he does not look Let's good. Let's see here. He looks pretty rough. Yeah, you're supposed to do a radical hair change when you get a facelift, apparently. So people will think oh, it's your yeah. hair oh. and not your facelift. Oh, yeah, That's that a little sense. tip for those that are but thinking of a little I, nip and a little... I do little. have to say, I caught him on the ACDC tour, and he if you turned your head around, you wouldn't know who was singing. He did a pretty really? good job for Oh, that's good. That's wonderful. Better than he does in Guns N' Roses. Brian Johnson was phenomenal. Yeah, they all, both of them were. Yeah, both of them were. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I'm really kicking myself for not... When the last time they were here, it was Valentine's Day, and I just couldn't afford the tickets. I'm like, well, I'll save up and get 
next you know they'll probably come back next year right. and like six months later brian johnson had to quit because oh, of hearing god. loss and i'm like oh, oh god no. <laughs> back in black still the number one selling genre of any music ever sold in the world's really? history period yeah I really good have album. all their albums yeah mm-hmm. greatest rock band of all time i would agree with that yeah. acdc is phenomenal less is more yeah and the fact that they're irish and uh australian, australian works yeah. for me that's fine I'm looking at a headline right now that just popped up from MSN News. Ex-White House stenographer says, Trump is lying to the American people. You find the one politician who isn't lying to the American people, I'll give you a medal. They're I'll give all, you a million dollars. Exactly. They're all lying yeah, to the American seriously. people. Seriously, I, I looked through the news yesterday, and I was like, okay, so this kid out here got shot. This guy was shot. This person's... I mean, I was like, I can't... This person hung, hang themselves. I was like... It's that all they care about is negative news. Yes. That's that's it. All it's they will do. Negative. Pretty much. Look at Twitter. It's the most negative place yeah, on and, earth. And if they it can't is. find negative news, they're going to call somebody names and create negative news. On, on the Chris Wallace interviewed Putin last, last night on the news. And I'll tell you, he had some big stones because he looked right at Putin. And he said, how come everybody that opposes you in Russia ends up dead? Are you killing these people? Ooh. He looked right at him. And what did Putin say? Then he tried to hand him some documents that shows everybody who went against him and they're dead and Putin wouldn't touch them. He's like Putin literally put his hands back behind his shoulders and wouldn't touch the papers. And he made him put it, he goes, he went like that and pointed to a table and Wallace put him on a table but Putin wouldn't touch him. He would not touch those papers, man. Well, that is pretty brave. He was pretty brave. I felt like, whole, I was just like, holy crap. Like, how can you ask him that? Hopefully he won't turn up dead. <laughs> That's what I said. He might shake yeah, might he end might. up dead. Chris Wallace has died. And- <laughs> His car exploded on the highway. A White House stenographer says she resigned over the Trump administration's lack of respect for her office after President Trump reduced the roles of the White House position. Yeah, I understand. Why would you want to stick around if they don't respect your position? I understand your your point. Becky Dory Stein, who worked as a stenographer, why do we still even have stenographers? (laughs) Why do they guess, even exist? My I guess official they have, records. It's fact. It's you know, it's it's you can go back and say they said this. Yeah, period. But everything's recorded anyway. Isn't yeah, it? but you can manipulate recordings, right? Yeah, you right? can manipulate recording, oh, but not documents. They can't no. be manipulated. I guess, so. I yeah. guess it's hopefully the recordings will match the written document if everything's okay. I know every courthouse yeah. still plays one. Know. Right, they do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They do. I will tell you this. I, I have reached the point now. I there's not one one politician that I like. They all disgust me. You know, Both parties. I, I, I had a little bit of belief that there was some honest ones. Yeah, I me too. It, until I got into the political world in Minneapolis, there is no honest ones. No. no not even no in a small thing. not even in a small arena. It's about me making money. But not even in a small arena. Even in no, a small no, no, arena. No, 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 you're right. You're absolutely all corrupt. right. Look President Trump said what he said about Putin because I guarantee you those two scumbags are gonna partner up after he leaves office. They're going to make money from one another. Why wouldn't he? Do they need any more money? Well, no, Putin they're does billion. It. Putin Putin's worth it. like 50, 60 billion <laughs> dollars. He's one of the richest men in the world. They don't need any more money. It's all about the money, though. I think they have very small penises. Oh, dear. Well, that's what I think it is. Maybe they'll um, invest in my startup. I'm asking for $250 million <laughs> to start a, poli- a political-only internet. So all the politics... Ticks have to go on this one internet. I like that. Everything has to be taken off the Works regular internet. No, I, I don't even look at it anymore because of it. 
Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. don't. I, I stopped don't looking at newsfeed yeah. on Facebook. I just stopped. No. I'm yeah. right with you. I can't. I can't look at it anymore. I can't. Uh, when yeah. I walked in the lunchroom and they were watching CNN, and I said, "How can you watch this garbage?" I don't look at. TV. And they're like, "What do you mean garbage?" I said, "This and Fox News is the worst. MSNBC is the only thing that's even worse than those two. They're the worst. The worst. They are disgusting. I'm I'm TV free now for how long? I've been in the in the new house. Yeah. A few months. Yep. A hundred percent TV you. free. Now, this woman, I understand. I understand why she resigned. Becky Dorenstein, so I'm not blaming you for anything, Becky. I'm just talking about the fact that, you know, uh, they all lie. Everybody, all politicians, all news reporters, all writers about politics, they all lie to the American people. Every one of them. Let's say there's a a smattering of honest people. Where? where? Let's just say it. (laughs) (laughs) To maintain hope in America. Even the art directors for newspapers lie by finding the worst picture possible to to use for that person just because they don't like them. Even Mm -hmm. if the story's positive, they'll find a negative picture to put in there. That's Sure. And I know that for a fact because I had an art, direct, an art director in the paper tell me he does that. I will tell you something. On Scott L.A., the pictures that, that appear in publications across the around the world of Meghan Markle, in some she's gorgeous, and in other thing, others she looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, how does that happen? Well, somebody doesn't like her. And yeah, somebody doesn't picture. like her. Lighting and angles are everything. Yeah. Well, no, you know, no, no, you know what they do? They actually take a still from a video with like their mouth yeah. open, and yeah. they use those pictures because yeah. they look funny. I remember mm-hmm. when we first got TiVo, and we yes. learned we could pause TV. We would do that to like news anchors do. and just laugh our <laughs> That's what they do. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look so crazy. You look terrible. <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah, I know. That's it's, what they it's do. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. I quit because I couldn't be proud of where I worked anymore, Dory Stein said. I felt like President Trump was lying to the American people and also not even trying to tell the truth. He wasn't even going the extra mile to have the stenographers in the room. Yeah, I understand. And I agree with you, Becky Dorenstein. They all, all of them lie to the American people, and they always have. And they're always from day one. They always will, too. I love that he won't answer CNN's questions. I know. It's like, good God. I saw it the other day. He's like, where are you from, CNN? Oh, no, I don't answer your questions. You guys are fake news. And he just moved on. Oh, God. He is such an arrogant. (laughs) But I love that he does that. Incredibly arrogant. I don't mind it. But see, I, I got a little CNN pushback. CNN kind of deserves it. Yeah, CNN does deserve it. I got a little pushback today because I said, our last two presidents are the most ama- amazingly arrogant human beings I've ever seen. They said, well, Trump, yeah. I said, yeah, and Obama, too. Obama was really arrogant. Incredibly still arrogant. Is. Still and they is. don't see it. But he still is. I know he is. He and they don't is. see it. Wow. A lot of people they see him not. as a messianic figure, so they're oh, not going God. to be. Come on. Yeah. I just feel bad because I was in journalism school at the University of Minnesota for a couple of years. And the it's so disheartening thinking that you don't have that watchdog of the press anymore. You don't. That nope. everybody is in bed with everybody. It's yeah. just sad because the people that suffer from this relationship are the American people. Yeah. There's very few honest publications anymore. They're not biased one way or the other. All biased. Yeah, is there? Are there any? There's not. There's Did that not. start with Hearst? Is he the first one that manipulated the news like that? I don't know. I think it maybe it was before that. Yeah, maybe it was. Actually, you know what? It was way before that. If you look back in like the beginning of this country, they were manipulating oh, yeah. the news. You're right about that. <laughs> when they used to have to pass flyers around by horse by horses. 
they were manipulating That's it. That's right. They were. They were. Was, if you go back and watch the history of presidents, presidents would make up fake news and then put them all over the country by horseback. And well, it was fake news. Yeah, even all that <laughs> cowboy stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fake news. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's another story. U.S. President Donald Trump has wrongly claimed that Britain's Queen Elizabeth II reviewed her honor guard for the first time in 70 years during his visit to the United Kingdom. He is so incredibly arrogant, he thinks that the Queen did something special after a 70-year hiatus. Come on, I, man. I have paid zero attention to what Donald Trump's been doing for weeks, you but can. I did see something popped up on my twitter feed about him stepping in front of the queen or something yeah, yeah. Yeah, Everybody I, I, was saw all... I saw that video it was a, i don't even he, i he didn't, didn't even look at but, it but listen if you're going to how many countries does a president go to in his term a lot yeah, yeah. do you know the would you know the procedure and the policies of every country and well, you what are, you have to do you're supposed to be briefed on all and, of the it's, protocol it's quick briefs but there's a lot of protocol a lot there is. if you saw that ceremony it was a big oh, thing like okay. how would you somebody's gonna make a mistake Come on, you you, make, you would make a mistake at your own wedding, like where you're supposed to stand or right. which way you're supposed I to go. Suppose. All he did was he stopped and because he didn't know where to go, and he let her get in position. I would have done the same move so I wouldn't have bumped into well, her. Well, she's so tiny. And she's 90-some years old. Yeah. Yeah, she is 90 She's so tiny. I'm, you could lose track of where she is. You know what? It's, it's kind and of And that's exactly different. what happened. That's exactly what happened. She got shadowed by him, and he couldn't find her. I yep. swear to God. He went like this, and he couldn't know, find her. I know. Well, he's about a foot and a half taller than she is. Um, the one problem I do have with Donald Trump is that I have friends who are friends of his. Yeah. So for me to, you know, to because you know, Michael Lindell's his friend, and Rocco. He Mediates just tweeted about Michael yesterday. Or oh, did he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to Mike and sent him a tweet. Oh, about his birthday. Uh, it, uh. I don't think it was his birthday. But the fact that I got him concert tickets to go see uh, Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> Did he tweet about that? Um, but, no, that makes it kind of difficult because these guys really think the world of him. Mike is a great guy, and Mike is a really good friend of mine, and he's a really good friend of Trump's. Rocco Mediate's a really good friend of mine. He's a really good friend of Trump's. I mean, it's it's very difficult. Yeah, I have no yeah. problem with him. I, I mean, our economy's doing great. Hopefully. Our unemployment rate is the lowest it's ever been but in he 20, killed 25 the housing, years. The, he killed any uh, – the only low-end housing and selling, he killed the rest of it. Anything under 300 is gone. Yep. Anything over 300, it's a tough sell. It is a tough sell. There's no doubt about it because you can't I'd write off your property 400. taxes anymore. No. Under 400, it's it's still good. Yeah, under 400. Why yeah. would you make it so that you can't write off your property taxes? That's what drives the housing economy is that you can take a write-off by owning rather than renting. There's no reason not to rent the house anymore. No I reason. Agree. Can't write off no, anything anyway. Renting's up. Oh, yeah, absolutely, it's up. Well, look at all the apartments that they're building, Mike. Everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Every every funny piece of property they can find. Yep. Up in Maple Grove, which was always considered sort of the middle of nowhere. Not anymore. They, Not anymore, they, They're man. building these luxury apartments that have, like, a concierge service. They're and, building, they're, I mean, and it's all rentals. Did you see the article? They're not even mixed. Did you see the article in the Business Journal last week? No. They're building 4,800 homes in Dayton. In Dayton, yeah, that's how far things have spread. Like it's well, there's pushing, no land left. That's pushing out. Far. No, after no that big uh, building boom, Dayton was like the last area in Hennepin County that yeah, had land yeah, because Dayton was always so. No, we don't want any. That yeah. land of yours is going to be very valuable someday. I'll be dead. You think you'll be dead? Oh yeah. Well, you can will it to somebody. So it's going to be another two years. You think? <laughs> 
I hope. No, I, I hope at God, least two years. But no, I did see Trump, Trump text a uh, tweeted about Mike. Yeah, Mike Lindell. Lindell. Yeah. Gave him a nice shout out. There are more people too. There are like three or four or five people that I know that are good friends of his that I'm good friends with. And it's just, it's like, how do you not see the unbridled arrogance this man has? But so did Obama, and they can't see that either. Obama was, was definitely arrogant. Unbelievably. Yeah. But nobody sees think, it. But, but he said the right I, things and was on the, the right difference, side. difference, though, I think Obama knows better. And I don't yeah. think Trump actually knows better. I think you're right. That's I don't a very think good he does. take I don't think he understands and gets it. That's a very I good take I think he's like a big dumb dog that just doesn't get it. Probably well, true. he's always lived in, you know, a glass house. Right. He doesn't have any idea what the real world's like. Would no. he ever even get along with his own father? Did that oh, even yeah. happen? Oh, yeah. He got along with his father. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Because I had seen some stories about his father was not proud of him and all that. Oh, no, no, no. He got along with his father. Oh, he worked hand-in-hand hand with his father. His brother died of alcoholism. I know that. Yeah, that's <clears throat> and that took a toll on him. I do yeah, know that. That's why he doesn't drink. Never, he's never drank. He's never drank. Nope. Which is saying a lot. I have a friend. He's he's one of my attorneys. He has never had a, had a drink in his life. Never. He said, I just didn't want to be that guy. I know it's a money. Yeah. well that's a different story you know melissa says she has never been drunk before never nope mean before last night yes (laughs) you said before you said before yeah no i mean like ever yeah i know well i'll tell you what i've cut my drinking down to almost nothing i think a lot of people are getting wary of alcoholism because it's so common at all yeah but she just doesn't get drunk like me God, I had so much fun drinking, though. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. The, the I day. know. It's fun. Oh, good. God, it was fun, it was fun for you. You know, I was thinking about this last night. <laughs> Speaking of drinking and jogging and all that stuff, I was thinking about this last night. These states that are legalizing pot, right? Oh, we got to take a break here. Okay. We'll be right back okay. with the, your yeah, statement. Yeah. L.A. Nick up next, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, Attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. L.A. Nick was about to make a comment on something. Well, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, all these states are legalizing pot, and now Minneapolis, you can sell 40 or under and not get 
felony charge. Forty what? Forty dollars. Forty dollars. Yeah. Oh. And uh, so, the, and then the states that's full recreational legal, and in those states that's full, a hundred percent legal for recreational use, not medical recreational. Right, recreational. There's poor saps sitting in prison that got busted ten years ago and got forty years and fifty years in jail. Are they going to let them all out? No, they're still in jail. <laughs> Why don't they let them all that's out? That's what I want to know. Why are it these people terrible. in prison for pot? The law isn't retroactive. It should be in that case. And, and those stupid. people in jail, yeah. and you see that thing yesterday, that girl that hit that construction worker lady. Oh, yeah. She got off. They yep. get nothing. Texted and driving, hits a, hits a construction worker, I and she got know. no charge. Nothing. How about the woman that tried to hang the baby? Well, I know her story very well. She got probation. And she should. She, Why? Because Is she nuts? Nope. She was a, she was a Russian mail-order bride that was brought here by an abuser. And Who, Putin? <laughs> well, still, she tried to hang a baby. She, she dragged was, a guy she, for 10 blocks. But, but, but it, she also had the whole community that, that she babysat all their kids stand up for her and say that she was the best sitter they ever had and super nice lady. She just snapped. Still. She had well, some serious... <laughs> you can't snap, man. Yeah. I know, she but snapped. she could have been like successful in hanging the baby. She wasn't successful. But she could have been. Well, she could have been, yes. Could you imagine the horror, though, of walking downstairs and seeing a 16-month-old child oh, yeah. hanging oh, yeah. from hanging. the news? Listen, I'm not... I'm, I'm not saying that what she did was great. I'm just saying she was an abused woman for years. Well, she has Imprisoned. mental health. Yeah, she has, she has mental. She should be oh. away from children. She's mental. She needs a lot of criminals oh, yeah. are abused, but that doesn't mean yeah, no. that doesn't mean we should just let them free. No, I agree. Yeah, but she will. She was held against her own will by this guy. And this guy, they had this guy on tape abusing her. That her son recorded. And Is the guy from here? Yeah, it's bad. He's it's, from Minnesota. Oh, I don't know that. I know he lived here, but I don't know he's from here. Oh yeah, but it's bad. In fact, his his attorney was on our show and spilled the beans on everything. Really? And, yeah, and he told it tells all, tells all. Yeah, because we read the news story yesterday, and she has two months house arrest and then ten years probation. I'm okay with her yeah. with that. Well, what kind of mental care is she mandatory? Yeah. I mean, is there mandatory? Oh yeah, she's going to psychiatrist. Well, I know, but is that going to be enough? Because if her, for her to snap, and she's not a lot of help. It's not a lot of help. Watch kids anymore. Uh, well, I that's mean, a good thing. <laughs> well, thank I, God for that. Yeah, I think she should be put away in an institution. I, I don't. I think. I think that she, she's a special circumstances. Uh, I really do. Okay, I, so I really let me ask you this. Story. Let me ask you this. Okay, so Roseanne Barr, who's got a mental disorder, we well, all, we all well do. known. <laughs> we all speak for yourself. <laughs> She tweets something racist, and everybody is like, they wanted her arrested for that. This woman almost hangs a baby, and it's okay mm -hmm. because she's got a mental problem. So we're, I mean, we have to have some sort of standards and practices. Well, you have to be held accountable for your actions. That's for sure. Yeah. But you also have to, people have to have sympathy, sympathy if, if you were imprisoned for 10 years against your own will from by some crazy person that abused you. So, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope. I understand you know? that. But if you are, a, if you're a human being that has been wrecked, even, you know, by somebody else and it's not your fault for being wrecked. Right. Being broken. You're she broken. Got broken. She got broken. Uh, she's not safe to be around. Yeah. Mm. A, I don't know. a peer, a, you know, a group feel. of her own peers decided that she was. Our guest is on. Marvelous. I, I just, I I'll, think. I'll wrap this up by saying, Niet. 
<laughs> what do you think? I'm going with a little nyet from now on. I thought little... that said Diane Putin, like Putin's sister. Yes, or Diane Putin's with us. No, no, no. Uh, well, it does look like it says Diane. It does look like it says Putin. Kinda. Um, while we wait for Diane to connect and get all set up, well, I believe she's on. Diane. Hello. Hi, Diane. How are you? Hi. Is this Tom? It is Tom, indeed. And by the Hi, way, Tom. I'm great. Diane, how many boys do you have? I have two boys. How old are your boys? They're now 12 and 14, so I'm right in the throes of all oh, the God. enjoyable teenage years. Oh. <laughs> Those years when my son wouldn't speak to me anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Then I gotta tell yeah, you. we're moving into that. Oh, those are fun. You get a you get a couple of grunts. To start this whole thing, yes, I will tell you absolutely. this, Diane. Uh, my I adored my mother. I absolutely loved her, and uh, she was the light of my life. Uh, you know, before I met my wife, Catherine, of course, and my mother passed away. But yeah. at ten years old, because I had gotten an attitude, I know it's hard. Well, I will tell you this: at eleven, so I was actually eleven, not ten. I, for some reason, and my tallest brother or sister in my family is five eight. And my sister's like five two and five three, but I was six Thanks. one and a half, and I don't know. I, oh my god! I took after my my grandmother apparently. My grandmother was six feet tall, <laughs> uh, but so you know I'm eleven now, and I've literally gone from a little kid at ten to I'm now six foot one and a half, and I weigh two hundred and ten pounds. At eleven? At eleven yeah. years wow. old, I was huge. <laughs> I also oh was and my voice dropped too, so I had this voice from the time I was eleven. So I was like, trick or treat, get away from my house, kid. So I'm I was walking this man th- at my door. I'm walking through the kitchen and my mother had just gotten done working about a twelve hour shift at the diner. And I walked through and she was sweeping the floor and she said, Where are you going, Tommy? And I said, None of your business. And I got the Uh-oh. straw part of the broom right in the back of the head. <laughs> it was hilarious. It didn't hurt at all, but she said, Don't ever talk to me like that. So what yeah. I love this. The joys of raising boys, the good, the bad, uh-huh. and the hilarious. How much good, how much mm-hmm. bad, and how much hilarious? That's what I want to know. Oh, well, this book definitely swings to the hilarious. But, good. Um, good. you know, it depends on when you ask me at what age. I would say good when they were little. Right mm-hmm. now, teenage, a little more bad. <laughs> hilarious always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is hilarious. Now, now where do you live, Diane? I live in California. Somewhere in that the great state of California. Yeah, Central Coast, right in, oh, yeah, okay. in between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Yeah, it's a nice area, actually. I like that area. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely beautiful. So you you are, are a married woman? I am a married woman. Okay. So where's the old man taking care of these boys of his? <laughs> <laughs> He's like the third character in the book. I always call him the third child. <laughs> I love that. So he's the third child. I'm sure he really All women child. understand that and all men resent it. Yeah. I don't. All yeah. men are childs. Yeah. I, Diane, Catherine, and I, who that's the woman that was just talking. She's my wife and our son is on the show as well. Mm-hmm. And my wife, after being married to her for 34 years, still thinks I'm a child. She does. Well, you are. you pick up your shoes, yes, and pick up your laundry, the way no, I pick up my husband. No, yeah. no, no. I do my own laundry. I do my. I do all the work. Except all she, the work. She will not let me near the kitchen because I am a horrible cook, and she's great. Or near anything that you oh. use outside, like a lawnmower or. 
And she also she won't let me. She, she will not let me near the uh, the knife drawer either because I'd probably end up stabbing someone. Not her, but somebody yeah. outside the house. Yeah, I can be a bit reckless. Are you? Are you, your boys? Your husband? And now we're going to include your husband in all this conversation because the joys of, sure. of raising. Did you have to raise your husband once you met? Him? <laughs> You know, I think husbands take a little training once they get into a marriage and a relationship because a lot of moms, and I would say I'm one of these two, kind of spoil our boys. And then, you know, they grow up and get married. And as a wife, I don't want to, you know, pick up my husband's junk and deal with all that nonsense. So he needs a little training, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably go off to college in the next, they'll both be gone in the next six years. Not meaning they're going to leave. They're going to leave and go move somewhere else because that's a great place to go to college anyway um mm-hmm. but yeah by the time that happens six years from now you, your husband what's your husband's first name dave thank god it wasn't vladimir because it would look like vladimir, vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> vladimir. i heard you talking about that that's funny yeah up on the board well, we have a chalkboard yeah, and has the, a guest written yeah, up there and, and when you look at it the way it's written it almost I'm sorry, looks like I'm diane not very tall. It's hard to write up that high to get you a step stool. So, so Diane, I was going to ask you when you first came on if you were Diane Putin, how much money are you worth? (laughs) (laughs) You got a lot of dough, I bet. Uh, I love this line. Have you ever laughed, slapped your forehead, and thought, what the heck is wrong with these boys? If this is you, Mm -hmm. you're not alone. So that's good to know that you're not alone, though. Uh, I had had three brothers growing up and only one son, and those three brothers, honest to God, God, I don't know how my mom lived through it. I deal with it every day. I have my three boys, and then plus I have my husband, Dave, his kids. Uh So it's like, oh, my God. For a long time, um, you know, when I got divorced, I mean, I was the only female. So I was surrounded by testosterone all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Trying to handle it all. I'm still trying to work on putting the toilet seat down. I don't know why they don't do it. Oh, my gosh. Just fasten it down. Diane. The only thing they understand is fastened things. Diane, I just saw a line from your book. Now, this is Diane's writing. Diane yeah. Auten. Not, not Putin, but Auten. Close enough for yes. me. Listen to this line from Diane's book, The Joys of Raising Boys, the Good, the Bad, and the Hilarious. Whether they are whacking themselves in the head, asking inappropriate questions, or playing with their body parts, Diane, what do you mean, yup? It's true. Really? It's called yup. Stop. That's unbelievable. So they don't just yeah. that. And you know, that, that never stops, Tom. I think adult men still kind of, you know, <laughs> go through that stage, too. You know, my wife told me, and I didn't even know I was doing it, because I, when, I when I was a teenager growing up, in, I grew up in an inner-city neighborhood. She finally, after years of being with me, said to me, why do you once in a while reach down and just grab your package? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she goes, yeah. So Diane knows about this as well. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> God, I didn't even know I was doing it. And they don't even think about it. If if women walked around and did that, it would be a hot mess. Well, men have, men have to reposition once in a while. You well, know? I know for sure I adjust my bra sometimes. Like, yeah, and I'll be like, thing. I'm sorry, right in front of somebody. I'm like, yeah. I got to do it's this the, right it's now. It's the same thing. It is the same thing. It is the same it's thing. It's the same thing. We have to readjust. Um, Diane, where did you get your sense of humor? Were your parents funny? You know, I, I, my parents were funny, but my husband is really funny. He's probably oh, okay. the one. And we've been married. It'll be 20 years coming up um, this year. So 
he's hysterical. And then being around these boys, it's, there's just no way I can't be funny. If I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. So I either need to jump on board and be fully in, or it's just going to be a rough ride. <laughs> How many interviews have you done so far about the book? Do you know? So you're my fourth radio interview. God, you're doing all, you do a great interview. See, if everybody was this enthusiastic about their work and about being interviewed, it'll make my life a lot easier. I'll tell you that. You're, you're a very good interview. You have a great sense of humor. You're, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You did that. Thanks, Thank Tom. You. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Tom. You did it too. <laughs> what an idiot. No, it's true, though. You are. Author and communication Thank studies you. professor Diane Auten understands as a mother of two crazy boys, she understands mm-hmm. firsthand how parents, teachers, or whomever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, raising, well, raising girls is not that easy either. I will tell you that. We had a boy and a girl, and they were hard to raise, both well, for completely nothing's, different reasons. Nothing's easy. No, no, nothing. I don't know how anybody does races any kid. Okay, an example. Here's here's an example, Diane. When our daughter turned 16 years old, our son and our daughter, we bought them a new car because I wanted to buy the most safe car. At the time, the Audi A4 was rated the, the most safe car for teenagers. So we bought her a brand new A4. She's 16 years old. She goes to school. And a guy backs out of his parking spot and slams right into her car and puts a big dent in it. Our daughter gets out of the car and says, I don't worry about it. My parents will pay for it. What? Of course, we don't know the whole story now, do we? (laughs) That's true. We don't know. That's the the story we got. I I really hope she, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Your insurance, my dad and my mom. She probably hit something. Nobody hit her. Oh, you think? that story. You think? Well, 16, that's what I would have done. Well, it was suspicious after like, you know. 12 years in a row, she constantly was in an auto body shop, mm. <laughs> even oh, after oh we were God. paying for her. It was unbelievable. It, she was <laughs> said, I don't know how anybody raises any kids. I, know, I don't you're know right. how you do it. I just don't know. I don't, I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. Okay, so yeah. you had a kid who was two years old and a newborn. Oh, God, that yeah. must have been painful. Yes, that wasn't on purpose, but that was the way it worked out. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I was there, We planned too. on spreading them out a little more, but you know how that goes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I, Alex is dealing, our, our yeah. daughter's dealing with right now. She's got a 25-month-old yeah. daughter and a month-old baby. So it's that is oh, unbelievable. Wow. I've been there. Yeah, it's yeah. rough. Diane, how much more time? i got to take a very, very brief break. Do you have more time? Because mm-hmm. I'd love to keep talking. You I have tons of time. Okay, yeah, good. of course. Excellent. Because I want to get deeply into how frustrated you had to get to write a book about how horrible <laughs> your kids are. <laughs> That's really nice. Really, really nice. Diane Auten, it's A-U-T-E-N. A very, very funny uh, interview and a very good book, The Joys of Raising Boys, The Good, The Bad, and The Hilarious. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes more with Diane right after this Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I'd been hearing about MyPillow and was skeptical that it's as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first MyPillow, and I love it because I have a pretty big melon, pretty big head, and... My pillow will prop it right up. I can get my neck aligned, and I sleep very well because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, has a very special offer for my listeners. My Pillow is offering buy one My Pillow and get another absolutely free. Don't delay. Order now. This offer expires August first. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first My Pillow. If you already know how great the My Pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code TOM. Call 1-800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. 
Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now, 651-748-4477, or visit them online at drivewithpriority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Give me a beat! Do, 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 do. Oh my God. We are back, Diane Auten. The book. The book is called The Joys of Raising Boys, the Good, the Bad, and the Hilarious. And what Diane has done for us now <laughs> in her bio, The Joys of Raising Boys, the bio for that book, and I did uh, say. During the break there, Diane, I love interviewing people like you because you're entertaining. You'll go along with whatever. But then I read this, and I guess I'm the one that's going along with whatever in this particular case. Uh, It says, uh, the joys of raising boys will make you laugh while discovering how boys learn, explore, and talk about body parts, make sense of relationships (laughs) and love, view life circumstances, and use their untamable imagination. See how nice that turned mm-hmm. out? turned out very well. <laughs> it really did. So at what point did you say, you know what, I'm going to write a book. I have to write a book about the joys of raising boys. When did that happen? <laughs> you know, Tom, I have been sharing funny stories about my boys. Probably when my oldest was about four, I started sharing those stories on social media, and my followers would very consistently come back with, oh, my God, you have to write a book. And for a while, I was like, eh, whatever, you know, uh, I don't have time for that nonsense. And then over the years, um, more and more people were saying things like that. In fact, it was actually my son, my younger son, who was about four, came up to me one day and was so upset. And he said, Mom, Sadie is licking her vagina. (laughs) And I said, I know it's okay. She's a dog. She's just cleaning herself. Leave her alone. And Nate scrunched up his nose and said, do all women do that? <laughs> they, they wish they could. They probably wish they could. They never leave the house. And you know, when, when I shared that story, that just went crazy. And oh, hundreds yeah. of people were sharing it. And everybody was like, seriously, you need to write a book. And I thought, you know what? These boys are pretty funny. I probably do have a book in me and the funny thing about social media which is good and creepy is that you can go back i went back like seven years and was able to see all my old posts and copy and paste everything into a word document and then i spent years sort of getting that organized so that was the the post that actually pushed me over the edge to write the book (laughs) because i had so much material with these crazy boys and then how long did it take you to write the book you know, it, it's funny because the book never ends. I mean, literally yeah, just, right. my son just graduated sixth grade, my youngest, and last week he's like, Mom, how come there are girls in my sixth grade class who have bigger boobs than you? And I was like, shit, <laughs> that needs to be in the book, you know? <laughs> like, it just never ends. 
It's true. With these boys. I, don't so, know, I don't know the yeah. answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, there is no answer. No, what is the answer like, to yeah. that question? Hormones. That's all hormones. You know, puberty is a whole nother thing. So I did notice yeah, a lot of young but... girls have really big boobs compared to when I was in school. It's all in the there's, food. Yeah, there's crazy. theories about that. And, oh, yeah. really? I'm that's one of them. Hormones. Very well endowed. Oh, yeah. God, that's not good news. Yeah. If it's I'm wondering, food. though, is if it's similar to the fact that people are taller than they used to be because we are we don't have the malnutrition that they used to. Yeah, that's true. We mm-hmm. might be getting some that nutrient that's, you know, allowing us to grow as big as we're supposed to. Don't tell Ralph Basham he'd be out of business as a plastic surgeon. <laughs> I had to go speak to a couple, I went and spoke to a couple of schools about drugs and alcohol. And this one school, they put, for some reason, all the girls in the front rows. And I, I, oh, okay. I, I was just like, my jaw dropped. They're, this was like ninth grade. They were ninth, ninth graders. Really? And I was like, well, yeah. these girls look like hookers, man. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that, there is and the fact that. And that's the last time you'll be invited to speak at a school. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say, I said that in my inside well, voice. Yeah. Oh, well, now yeah. you've Not out loud. Young girls are being encouraged to dress like that, though, but and I, it's kind of gross. I did ask the principal afterwards. I said, do you actually let these girls dress like that in school? Like, I know. It's, it's, it was over the choice. top. Yeah, really, really, yeah. really short shorts. Yeah, yeah. it's like why, Diane? I, I do tell. I, matter of fact, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. Well, it was my attorney actually, a guy named Chris Maddle, and uh, mm-hmm. I asked him the ages of his children, and he told me. And I said, I, I am warning you. There were six and eight, and I said, I'm warning you. Mm-hmm. You aren't gonna believe how much you miss your your kids when they grow. Like our kids now are 29 and 31. And I really, yeah. really missed all the all the kid things. They were so much fun. It was unbelievable. Just great. Yeah. No, these kids, and it, the fun just changes kind of as they get older. But uh, I had a woman who was 92 and bought my book and read it. And her son, she's so cute. She was, they're 62 and 64 years old, her two boys. <laughs> oh, and she's God. like, this book just reminds me of when they were small. I love it so much, you know. So I think all, especially boy parents and people around boys they have these funny stories but mm-hmm. i just happen to write everything down you yeah, know we all have them that's a wonderful thing an example of that we always love to tell the the, the our old house matter of fact la nick who, who's here with us now lives in that house now he bought the house and under the deck there's this big deck that wraps around the back of the house that's still there isn't it? of course i just redid it that's what i thought yeah, yeah. Um, all of a sudden we hear the two kids talking, but we don't know where they are. Andy is, uh, at the time, what is he, about six? Yes. Alex is about four. We hear him vent, talking. There's a dryer vent right, right there. Runs yeah, right there the house. Through. So I hear him talking. I don't know where they are. And I start, Catherine and I started laughing. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but Andy takes a bite of cheese and says to Alex, who goes, yeah. What he said to her was, don't you just love Clobby Jack cheese? <laughs> <laughs> it really is the best yeah. cheese. Yeah, Bobby Jack is the best cheese. <laughs> I miss that stuff. I really miss that stuff. I I miss it. The, the the age your kids are right now. I really miss that mm-hmm. that time as well. Have them at the house. Yeah. And, uh, especially around the holidays, it was amazing. It was wonderful. Yeah, they grow up fast. That's for they sure. Sure do. And now they'll you know they'll look back and go, yeah, remember that mom when you stabbed us in the back in that book. <laughs> oh, they love this book they've read it a couple of times i think they're pretty excited they're on the cover i don't know if you saw the cover picture of my oldest son has a power hose down his little brother's pants <laughs> and they're playing their favorite game called take the pain because boys are always oh, competing who's gonna cry first that was the game <laughs> 
You gotta watch you don't put it in the wrong spot so you blow your belly button out. Yeah, exactly. God. You gotta watch the twig and berries. I don't know. Yeah. You know, you you sound like you have a magnificent life. Your your husband, the boys, you. It sounds yeah. like a great life. It's wonderful. Definitely, yeah. I just so all your neighbors have they moved out now? <laughs> oh, you know my block is full of kids, so we're all kind of in the same painful point right now. Oh, so you all with have boys children. growing up. Honest to God. Well, I just... mean, I don't know. Boy, they're so much fun when they're young and they're easy to raise, but they're yeah. just chaotic. I mean, I remember when I was potty training my middle son, uh, Charlie. He was probably about uh, almost two. And he came running up to me, and I know he was outside in the backyard playing. He's like, Mommy, Mommy, I pooped like a big boy. I'm like, what do you mean? You didn't go in the house. He goes, no, I pooped. And he <laughs> grabs my hand, brings me to the back of the garage in the yard. In the yard. Mm-hmm. And he dropped trowel and crapped in the yard. And I'm like, why, did, why didn't you go in the toilet? He goes, well, Lucy does it. And that's our dog. The dog. So Lucy, yeah. you know, in his mind, it was common sense for him to go back. Hey, if it's not he, in the pants, it's okay, right? <laughs> well, yeah. he, what he used to do is he was sneaky. He When I was potty training him, he would go in his room, pull his pants down, take his diaper off, pull his pants back up. So and I didn't poop. know that he didn't oh. have a diaper on, oh, and then God. he would go in his pants. There Why? must have been a little lingering odor, however. <laughs> yeah, it was just, <laughs> there's, you know, multiple smells in the house all the time, especially yeah. when you have boys. <laughs> I would think that yeah. is... Poo in the boy world is very central. Yes. <laughs> there's quite a few poo stories in the book. Yes. I don't remember having any problem with that. I just... Although my friend Bobby Knotts felt, and, and this was until he was about 12 or 13 years old, so right between your two boys, he thought mm-hmm. when you were born, you came out wearing a tuxedo with a top hat. Oh. Yeah, he, he really, Bobby Knotts thought when you were born, you came out wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> okay, where would he even come up with that? I have no idea, that's but that's what he oh, thought. That's sweet. It, see, that's the way I looked at it. I thought it was very, Dressed very sweet. for success. But this is a guy yeah. who later on in life, Diane, I must tell you, the guy who thought he was born with a tuxedo, we were in our uh, late teens, and we decided to try drinking alcohol with our buddies and he told me the next day, I'm never doing that again. And I said, why not? And he goes, because I was lying on my bed and my dresser said, hello, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I go, oh, no. Hey, you don't want to drink anymore. That's what's going to happen to you. <laughs> now, do you Happens have, to the best of us. <laughs> do you have brothers and sisters? I have two sisters. I'm, so my boys oh. are actually the first boys in my family. Oh, so I grew up go. in a household of all girls it all makes sense though now it does all make yeah. sense yeah. and why why this just sticks out so badly in your brain <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> these boys are crazy yeah it's it is yeah. true boys yeah, i could see that it, having two boys has got to be really interesting partners in crime yes. yeah partners in crime yes how do they do in school well and it they do great in school good, they good. um they're both smart they just they're boys you know they're yep. they I don't want to say they get bored quickly, but you know how boys are in school. They just want to move around and run around, and uh, but they, they do well, luckily. I, don't I, have have, I have a friend that has two boys that I haven't talked to in a while. I just talked to him this week. He goes, they're both in their teen- teenagers, and he goes, one's on his way to Ivy League school and one's on his way to deformatory school. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that Seems happens. like that's how it works. Well, hey, you know yeah. that one friend of mine, I won't, I won't uh, say his name, but he was chief of police of a major metropolitan area. Chief of police. He's chief of police and his younger brother's in prison. 
So mm-hmm. one sat down. Wow. Look, at, look, at, look at our, our <laughs> Hennepin County Jeez. attorney, Mike Freeman. Yeah. He's the prosecuting attorney, and his son's been arrested like four times I in know. the last two years. It's just unbelievable how that happens. Wow. So what do you yeah. hope for your boys in the future, Diane? What do, you, what, do you, what do you want to see your boys do? Or if you had your, if you had your way, what would your boys end up doing? Yeah, well, you know, I think as parents, we all just want our kids to be happy. Anyone would say that. So I I am a college professor. I teach communication courses. So I have to say that I hope they go to college. But, you know, I also recognize, and we talk about this, too, in the world we live in today, um, you can be very successful going down your own path that doesn't always include college. So Mm -hmm. I just want them to, you know, find something they love uh, and make sure that they're happy. And even if they don't make a ton of money, I don't care about that. You know, I just care about yeah. them not being miserable. We have too many miserable people in the world. They just need to be we happy. Sure Actually, I know a lot of people that are miserable that went to college and they can't find a job with yep. the graduate yeah. totally. And they wasted $200,000. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. You know, Diane, you're going to yeah. get your professor card pulled if you keep saying things like, not everyone has to go to college. They're going to kick <laughs> you, know, you right I out. You know, I know. That's not something a professor would always say. But let me first but, say I've had students where I'm like, I think you would be much more successful, you know, maybe as an entrepreneur or there's other, I feel like there's other avenues in the world we live in today. Mm-hmm. And college well, is important. Don't get me wrong. I, I have to say that. Yeah, I understand. Um, but there are lots of avenues for people. Um. When I was 16 years old, I quit high school. I went to college for one day, though. I did. Mm-hmm. But I quit high mm-hmm. school at 16, and my, my, college, my high school counselor uh, said, you know, it's probably a good thing that you're quitting. Why are you quitting, quitting high school? And I said, because I have to get an education. It was back then when everybody, yeah. everybody had to wait for everybody else to catch up. And I was so yeah. bored. It was, was just horrible. I was the same way. Bored. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. So I said, I have to get an education, so I'm leaving school. And she did not like that answer. We got very angry with me. Then she did the following. She said, you know, actually, you'd be better out in the workforce, like working at a factory. You got a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's what she asked me for, a cigarette. Like, yeah, well, I happen to have an old gold on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, kind of prescient, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, and my husband didn't. My husband did a little bit of community college, but, um, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He makes more money than I do as a professor. It's like he's super successful, you yeah, know? He doesn't have tenure. There's like a whole world out there. Yeah. Does he have tenure? <laughs> no. Do you? No, I have tenure, yes. yes. I, I've been teaching for 20 years. There is a shock right there. You get your own house and car, too. <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh, not from the college. Oh, there. God, not from the college. There. Are you kidding? I do have a house and car. <laughs> but, I, well, I would help. but I bought it myself. <laughs> It'll all work out in the end. Diane, seriously, you do, well, you, you're a professor of communication, so you're obviously. You know, you, you know how to do interviews. You know what the business, television, and radio, and newspaper. You know what it's all mm-hmm. about. You're very good at it. You'll do a lot. You'll do very, very well with this. There's no, and I'm I'm proud to be the, the only the fourth person you've talked to. That's wonderful. Yeah, thank you, Tom. No, this has been awesome, and I love the camaraderie. This has definitely been the most lively conversation I've had yet. So thank you. <laughs> Starting with thinking you were Diane Putin. That's where it all started. We don't even know there is a Diane Putin. Yeah, we don't, yeah, no, we Diane. don't, we don't know you that. Know. Diane, great. Uh, great. The boost, is, how long has the book been out? It only came out July 1st, so this is all new. And it's doing well? It is doing well. I've got some really 
um, really spectacular Amazon reviews and super exciting from the people I don't even know. So, hey, that is I'll terrific. take it. That's a, that's a good sign. The Joys of Raising Boys, the Good, the Bad, and the Hilarious, Diane Auten, A-U-T-E-N. The book is available everywhere, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Diane. Anywhere you can buy books. Thanks so much for your time. I hope to talk to you again very soon. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. 